I, I always tell the story after the first day there, I was ready to go back home because I had, well, I had just for me, I just need to know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah, to yeah, all yeah. those people that had 20 units, 30 units, a hundred units, a million dollar portfolios and learning their stories. Oh yeah. I just, exactly. I just cold called someone. I wrote them a letter. We did seller finance. I put, I put my 10 houses as collateral. I got a loan for 1.6 million. I only had to put 40,000 out. Just create like real, very easy things. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go back home. We got a cold call. Charles Oglesby here, also known as Todd Millionaire, founder and director of the Todd Capital Investment Club. Also four year podcaster. Um, you guys all know who I am, created the best-selling options course, also created the best-selling freedom pack that consists of everything that you need to start from where you are and obtain financial freedom in less than a year. I believe that you can do it. If you take the things that we put in this freedom pack, you can accomplish those goals. So click the link in the bio, check us out, support what we have going on. We do nothing if it does not add value to you. So best believe that whatever you invest in us, you're gonna get 10 times that return back. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate and review our podcast, leave a comment, leave us some feedback. We love to see it, we love to read it and we respond to all comments. So check out the episode. So I need a person to do this for me. But we out here in Detroit for, for uh, interview number four. Interview number four. But this time we got two guests on at the same time and we made it work. It was not easy, but we made it work. We're also on Instagram Live. You already know who the brother is to the right. This is Eric Friday, Real Estate Friday. Um, you've seen him. Actually, I want to say I might have came to know him through Jay Morrison. Yeah, I think that is yeah. how he reached out. Yeah, yeah he was um, kind of like his Detroit Connect. I don't know if you guys ended up doing any deals in Detroit, but no. you've still been doing deals in Detroit. Fact. And it's cool to see your progression. And I like to have people on the show who have progressed because, I mean, you were doing wholesale deals, probably still doing wholesale deals. Good wholesale deals, too. Like, that was one thing I liked about you is, like, they weren't bad wholesale deals. They were fair wholesale deals, deals where I'm sure you were getting paid and we could still have some money on the back end, too. Yep. So I appreciate that. And then also doing some really cool flips in uh, the Bagley area. And I just saw that you are doing another flip that is a two-family conversion. Yep. So we're going to talk about that, too. Um, but you guys just launched a new brand called the Monopoly Brothers. So I want to discuss that and give you guys opportunity to introduce that. So first, let's introduce yourself and then also introduce the brand. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going to let Jamil go first. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so Jamil Strickland, uh, first time on a podcast. Um, and me and Eric linked up. And, uh, you know, you see through our <laughs> the, the merch, you know, you Monopoly Bros. Uh, we just launched this brand i believe maybe monday a couple of days ago and um the monopoly bros brand is really a, a brand of our story that's really what it is of starting out buying a single family home right renting it out getting that cash flow um then going to uh moving up buying another single family home or a duplex which our house hacked i think he grabbed a duplex um and then we bought more single family homes right it ain't just like Monopoly, right? What you do is you trade them all in and you go apartments. So uh, about three months ago, me and Eric closed on 52 units apartment Sheesh. deal, 5.2 million. Uh, I mean, it's, it's great area. It's, it's just unbelievable. And so we think about that and we think like that's real life Monopoly. 
single family, single family, duplex, trade it in, go big, go multifamily. So uh, that's what my bro's brand is. That's what we are about. And our goal is to show others how to do that. Because if we can do it, y'all can do it, right? So in the future, we'll have, you know, products and, and different things that we can help people do the same exact thing. Yeah. So um, like Charles mentioned, my name is Eric Friday. Um, started off wholesaling or started off actually as a landlord in 2015. It's how I got my um, start in real estate. Um, then went into wholesaling right after, which is where I met Jamil. Um, actually, with, at a Jay Morrison event is where I met Jamil. Um, and then from there, um, buy and flip, and then more rentals, and then obviously the apartment building. Um, and then, yeah, like, like Jamil mentioned, the Monopoly Bros brand is kind of just like a, a well, it's not kind of, it's a realistic approach to scale in real estate um and being that we are actually doing the work people naturally come to us for questions and and want to know how so we established the brand to basically help individuals realistically achieve their real real estate goals the cool the cool thing about it is a lot of times the brand is in the response to the demand yep Exactly. So you didn't just like wake up one day like, hey, we're going to do this. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it's like, no, like people were yeah. asking you questions. You probably ran out of time to, to get to all the answers or to answer them all. And being that you have the best intentions and you want to help people, it's like, how can we do this? And how can we actually help people? Because I can't help people if I'm responding to DMs all day. How am I going to yeah. still do the business of real estate? <laughs> For sure. So we got to create a way, an intelligent way to do both. All right. Do and business and do that. And then it's it like you say, it. it the us the bros part we didn't we met each other in 2016 oh wow um and met each other through real estate and we just happened to you know like you you go to an event you meet someone they're like-minded and then you kind of just connect we exchange numbers wasn't nothing too crazy come to find out the first house i had already owned he bought a house like less than a mile away Mm -hmm. and just us being connected you know and us them being our first homes we naturally meeting someone at that place. We're, we're learning from each other. Yeah. So we're bouncing things off of each other and yeah. we're right in the same neighborhood. Right, right, right. So we do that. We get that first deal. And then from there, the relationship grows. And then he's off on his own. He's ha- house hacking, buying more properties. I'm off on my own, buying single family duplexes, more single families. And then we come together on an apartment deal yeah, to yeah. do our first deal together. So all of it is genuine. Like it's nothing that is like fake about it it's right. all like you say it was just a demand now that he's getting questions i'm getting questions we're playing we're playing monopoly we're brothers now so it's <laughs> like it's just it just makes sense so let's talk about this 52 unit deal um how did you know it was the right apartment complex to buy <clears throat> so like jamel mentioned for one it's in a class a neighborhood royal oak so that's the first thing like and just to kind of give a quick backstory into the apartment side of things that was always my plan mm-hmm. to go, and as that I'll give that credit to Jay Morrison. Wholesale, buy and flip, buy and hold, single family, four unit or more. Yeah. That's always been the plan for I like me. That. That's bars right there. So you said wholesale, wholesale first, build up your capital, right? To then grab, be able to purchase a buy and flip, either whether it's hard buy money lending because you got your capital now to do the rehab or buy the home. Right now, that should get you more capital which should now put you in position to actually buy a home and rent it and hold it. Right, right. That should then build up more capital. So now that you can take those single families and go into a one to four unit or four or more unit. Nice. So that was always my plan. And he had the same type of mindset too. It's like, 
we're using this wholesaling to get to apartment buildings. So that was always in the back of back mm-hmm. of my mind, back of his mind, mm-hmm. but we had never really talked about it. Um, I end up getting, he was doing his own thing on the apartment side. I end up getting into apartment group and we, um, there was a, uh, an event that they were doing and they allowed us to bring a guest. First person I thought about going was Jamil because he, he and I had a previous conversation recently about, you know, just apartment dealing because he was getting more involved in it. So I'm like, cool, I can bring Jamil. We'll go. You know, it'll be cool. So we go. I, I always tell the story after the first day there, I was ready to go back home because I had. Well, I had just for me, I just need to know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah, to yeah, all yeah. those people that had 20 units 30 units 100 units a million dollar portfolios and learning their stories oh yeah i just exactly. i just cold called someone i wrote them a letter we did seller finance i put i put my 10 houses as collateral i got a loan for 1.6 million i only had mm-hmm. to put forty thousand dollars. just create like real yeah. very easy things i'm like oh yeah i'm ready to go back home we got a cold call that's that's why those groups are important yep yeah um i'm reading the will smith book and he's talking about the quote we all know it's like you're the average of the five people that you're around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you got to put yourself around the five people that you want to be like yep. so you're yep. around those people and then it's like you kind of feel weird for not owning apartments yep 100 yep. like, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was yeah. it was like all these people and we weren't the only ones but mm-hmm. just our drive our our mindsets like and he was on the same thing like i'm we can leave like not in the sense that it's not <laughs> worth it but let's get to work now right, right right so that's what we did we the the we came home on a sunday was that's, it sunday that's deep yeah. man came home on a sunday we had a list to call we we had a meeting that tuesday we had a list to call that week and we started calling the following week cold calling mm-hmm. two or three weeks into that cold calling we were doing it weekly weekly cold call sessions. Two or three weeks into that, he calls the owner of the 52 units in Royal Oak. Okay. And what's so, the conversation like when you when you talk to that person? <laughs> uh, you know, the, it, it was surprisingly went how, it surprisingly went very well because of he was very receptive. I think people, people that are looking to sell apartments, if you sound like you know, if you, not even sound like, if you know what you're talking about to a certain degree, they're willing to, um, work with you yeah. but also you can't play around when you talk about people apartment buildings right they're usually somebody with a higher this person was a surgeon oh, wow. so imagine when he say looking to sell and i say i need you know your t12 your rent roll blah, blah, all these different things uh-huh. uh he and i say it confidently he know like all right they're going to either buy it or not so yeah. we i think the conversation went very well it wasn't like this long drawn out conversation me putting on my best sales cold contactors it was really just like Hey, we trying to buy over here. Yeah. Are you looking to sell? Yes. Well, I'm for real. If you send me your rent roll, T12, this, this, and answer a few questions, I get back to you. And, and, and you can make I, an offer based off of that. I'll yeah. get off. I'll, give me three days to underwrite it. Right. I'll get you offer in, in, in under three days. All right. So how do you make an <laughs> offer on that property? What is the formula? What do the numbers look like? In a sense, uh, so I, it all goes back to, I mean, <laughs> he happened to have all the data we needed. Right. Right. So we needed the rent roll. We need the T12. Right. Because it all comes down to underwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, underwriting is a lot more important, in my personal opinion, when you're talking multifamily versus like a single family home. You kind of spit right, you know, just like draw out the cash flow on a single family home. We're talking 52 units. You need to really get an Excel, really get in there and work out all the numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we go by the cap rate. Right. The cap rate of uh, 
cost per door. Cost per door, right? Uh, the the net obviously the cap rate includes the net operating income. Yep. We're looking at all the expenses. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to see. Um, so really, like I say, with that being a a Royal Oak Class A neighborhood, we're when he he I don't know did he tell us the amount right away? He did. I, he okay. He told us how much he wanted, mm -hmm. which was a how little. How much did he want? Was it? He was looking to originally like four point something. Yeah, he was, he was like looking, four he was looking six to, million. Yeah, close get an offer for like four point five point four point six. Right. Um, and the kind of the backstory of that it was a prepayment penalty. That was us assuming his current financing. Okay. Which would have turned out to be a not as good of a deal. Yeah. Because of rates and everything. Um, just when they did it, I don't know, but so he, you can get a better rate now. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, just, that's and then that's a whole another story. That's a whole man. You're you almost are getting that rate, and some of this is a credit to our partner David Tupin. He's been doing it way longer than us, right. and that's who we went to. So you we, guys brought in the partner. To oh, hundred percent. As soon as we, yeah. soon as we oh, knew, yeah. and that's a man. That's a whole bunch of this. Um, but yeah, the rates on five point six million are better than a lot of people get on their single family. Homes. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at rent roll. We're looking at how much you're charging. So when we're getting this property and it's seven hundred dollars a month, eight hundred dollars a month, nine fifty. Yeah. It's literally so. It's it's not even a, a. It might be a quarter mile from what the best hospital in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally the a largest mile from best hospital in mm -hmm. Michigan, which is it's yeah, and it's prime true. location. Mm -hmm. When you see those type of rent numbers, you know it's under rented. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So. All we have to do is now, okay, so if we get it to a certain point and we're able to and boost rents, we can pay what he's asking. Yeah. We just have to make sure that what he's saying is true. Yeah. And make sure we can get the financing. And also value add. Yeah, because it's a value right. add play. Yeah. Right. Because we know we're going to get this property. And again, I have to credit a lot of the credit to David because he's yeah. already established in that mm -hmm. Royal Oak, Ferndale corridor. So he knows. And he was in the process of selling some units in Ferndale, which is an adjacent city to Royal Oak. So he knew, which is a sub, like it's a little bit below Royal Oak. Right. So if he's selling a certain uh, price per door in Ferndale, we know once we go to sell this mm -hmm. or appraise to refinance, we're going to get way more because we're going to basically do the same thing he's already doing there. Nice. So that's how we underwrote. So we talked about this on the last episode or the last conversation we had. And they were saying that if you want to get into a space, go find somebody who's successful in that space. Mm -hmm. But we mentioned that you might have to compensate that person. So did, how did you guys make it worth his time? Mm. That, that's, I'm, I'm a, it's, it's crazy. So I'm going to keep it. But I don't think I told Eric this. This may be something for you. I heard, like I said, he friend of mine, David Tupin. I'm going to shout him out because he, 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 you know, he just do good things. Um, and then in the real estate lab, the sh yeah, the, the short answer is uh, we brung the, the, the short answer is we brung the deal, right? So that's the short answer, we brung the deal. Oh, right, right. That's right. the short answer, yeah, right? That's uh, the hardest part. That's, that's that in apartments. A good deal. Yeah, that's a, a good deal in yeah, apartments is very hard to come yeah. by. Uh, that's part <clears throat> of it. And then the other part was um, the relationship too prior. We we paid for his, um, you know, discord and being a part of his thing, right? And buying products from him. So that helps too. So when somebody knows you, just like anything else, my bad. You said what? Oh, I when I when I muted it to tell Romeo something, I forgot to unmute it. But it's all good. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Can you hit that space bar really quick? But then yeah, ask your question. Can you hit the space bar on that computer. 
<laughs> there we go. And yeah, what's the question, brother? I think y'all might be getting into this because he said, how do you make it make sense for a partner? Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I don't have this problem. I'm just saying I noticed a lot of people, everybody's doing their own thing. So how is it that you two are able to coexist in the line? Even if y'all have similar goals, like I'm pretty sure you run into a lot of people that have partners and people don't stick together. It's like hmm. everybody that's in a rap group, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to be, even yeah. if it's not egos, but everybody wants to be a solo everybody artist. Everybody wants to be so, like, all are partners. How is it that y'all are always still working on the same thing and like you not putting one thing down to work on something else because everybody got their own ground everybody got different businesses yeah and I, so this kind of goes back to like charles mentioning like brands are usually built out of necessity or like out of need the like all the, the whole story of the brand and us coming together it's almost like divine intervention like we are a lot a lot alike in many ways but we are a lot different in a lot of ways too. <laughs> so it's like it's it's almost just like you know how like it's almost you can't really describe it as like it was just kind of meant to happen because we bounce off each other so well, we work together so well. We not not to say that you you know we're it's still in the early uh, infant stages of this brand and us kind of really working together. But we've been around each other and working doing things for at least two years now. Yeah. So We've never even had so like kind an of argument. some respect there as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's which helps. It's, yeah. it's a it's a like mindedness yeah. between the two of us. It's respect. It's a you know accountability. Accountability. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's you know what they say in like what you need. You need a, a yin and a yang. Yeah. It's like we are, we're alike, but we're also yin and yang yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it just it, it works. Had a few opportunities to just work alongside each other. Probably not even. You probably were thinking it, but maybe not even paying attention. Like I'll be honest, I've you never. That that I, I've never like. I figured we could do things together, and like yeah. you know, if if an apartment like like the biggest thing was, we we were all we were on a single family journey, but we always talked about apartment building. So I knew mm. that set us apart from most individuals anyway, because a lot of people get in this game and they want to just be the best wholesaler or they want to wholesale hundred deals or they want to, they want to do a certain amount of flips each year. And that was never our goals. It was always to scale and get into apartment buildings, yeah. hundred units, hundred doors, a thousand doors. So just that in itself to me set us apart from a lot of people in real estate. And then just in us talking and having conversations, it just, started making more and more sense. I just felt that we would do an apartment deal. I didn't yeah. know all this would come about. Right, right, Monopoly right. Bros actually doing apartment. Now, I don't like pretty much everything we do as far as apartment buildings is together. Yeah. Um, we're building a wholesale business together. So like, I never saw this. I just saw this was a like-minded individual. We clicked. I appreciate that we, we shared similarities. He was from the same type of background I was, and we was on the same thing moving yeah. forward. That's what I like. I, I, I was saying like it's one of those things also where like hustlers want to work with hustlers Facts. Yeah. and you don't want somebody who's like, Hey man, put me on, put me on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to run with somebody who's going to add value to what I have going on. Not somebody who's going to just be helping to get to where I am or maybe even extract value from what I have going on. So I think that's something that you guys take from each other. There's a lot of benefits that come from what you guys are doing, but back to the deal. <laughs> I'm curious how you guys got from 4.6 to 5.2? You want to add on? Um, so we did go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. Um, so just to kind of, because you mentioned like what was the value and like why would somebody want to work with us? Right, right, right. Um, a part of that, so like Jamil mentioned, you know, we're in Davis Group Real Estate mm -hmm. Lab, or I'm in the group Real Estate Lab. He, uh, Jamil has done a lot of stuff with David off 
you know what they're what we're doing now mm -hmm. so we had the relationship when we went after he talked to the guy the, the first thing i did was went to the discord and said hey because we got different channels you, you know hey i'm i'm working this royal oak deal if anybody's interested in helping us underwrite it yeah you know because we do that in the group regardless david reached out he messaged me like yeah sure i'll be i'll be interested in underwriting and i'd be interested in, in buying it if wow. you know you know partnering with you on it if it's a deal yeah so that led to his his relationship was closer with david so i basically told him what what david said we we got on the call we went over the numbers and david pretty much took it from there mm -hmm. um in terms of how we got from i think it was five point i thought we bought it for five point it was five point six my bad five point six uh, 5. yeah 6. usually it goes down the asking yeah. price you yeah so yeah. he originally <laughs> he, he originally wanted like 4.5 and doing the numbers and i think when we made our first initial offer we d we discovered that there was a prepayment and we discovered the 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 analytics of his his financing mm -hmm. and at 4.5 using his finance it just wouldn't have been a the, the that good of a deal the and payment, the, the payment the prepayment penalty and then also what the seller wanted to clear so in order to get him what he wanted we had to go up in offer price interesting but the reason why we were able to do that because financing like I think it's That's so interesting. I don't know what the the like the specifics of it is, and I honestly don't yeah. want to give too much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, I know if we can. Know but long, long story um, short, we but it's it was we could we could offer way more. Yeah. Or five point six instead of four point five. Get him his money, and it's still a better deal because, because of the interest. the interest rates. Wow. The, the we're not paying interest for a certain amount of time, and then we refinance out of it. Jeez. Yeah. No, that was it. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, so that that like literally, man, just looking at those numbers. That's so interesting. And just realizing that, man, the amount of interest we're paying on five point six million dollars is less than what some people pay on fifty thousand. Yeah, it's quite. That's fast. What's the interest rate? I want to say it's like three or two. It's like two eight. Jeez. Like but again, that's that's to credit David. What kind of bank do you go to? Yeah, that's all David. What kind of bank finances uh, an apartment deal? Uh, I mean, like there's big banks, Bank of America. What kind of a bank did you? Level one does it, I know for sure. Level one, never yeah. even heard of that before. They're they're, they're local. Here. They're here. A level, level one. Bank. They're def they definitely do it. Yeah, As, uh, honestly, a lot of brokers too. So like you know, it's mortgage lenders. Yeah. Like the Chase and that, but there's also some brokers that um, do it as well. So like I know David, it's a guy that I met once again there, downtown. He's a broker for. It's actually one of the bigger commercial lenders. It has a fancy name. Mm -hmm. It'll come to me. I'll let you know off air. But I forgot the name of it, but they, he brokers for that lender. So a lot of us would think getting a loan for 5.2 would be difficult, 5.6, whatever yeah. the number is. Mm -hmm. um, how difficult was it? Was it a hard conversation? Because a lot of people say that it's easier to get a big deal than it is to get a small deal. Do you agree or was it still kind of like pulling teeth? I mean, we, we like a part of our partnership is like. So it's more than even it's more than even David, yeah. right? So like, let's put it in perspective just so people understand. Yeah, help us, people, help us understand. Because yeah, my thing is, I want people to get value from this, right? And also, it's like I don't want to beat up. We don't want to back to our knowledge, bros. We want to make sure we give people the real information so they right. can really do it. Right. So I can't disclose like every single thing, but let's say just for numbers' sake, there's maybe 15 people in this deal. Wow. Okay. So that's just for numbers' sake, yeah. right? And it could be a little bit more, a little bit less. 
10 of those 15 people are just strictly money passive partners. Right. 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 They just want to collect a 8% a year, they bonus every half year, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they might, let's say for numbers sake, they put up 2 million. Mm-hmm. Right. We have another, we have other people that has maybe puts up more money that's actually managing part, right? It's, it's just different partners in a deal that help do it. And part wow. of, let's say that five, me, Eric, Dave, and a couple other guys, um, one person may be the person that has a connection with the lender, the property manager. Signing on the debt. And signing on the debt. We have somebody else that's maybe the person that can, wow. it's, just so, it's just so much into it this is that makes it go. sophisticated stuff. Man. It is very, it is sophisticated. It's not hard, but it's sophisticated. Yeah. But it's, it's easy once you do it. Right? I was going to say the, the thing, and this is again why we really start pushing the apartments. Yeah. Like going through this process. It was like, why would I waste my time with single families? <laughs> yeah, it's almost the exact same process. Yeah. What do you mean, like? In terms of, we cold called, we found yeah. the deal, we, we ran the numbers, we got under contract, mm-hmm. we did our due diligence, mm-hmm. we got the money, and we closed. Yeah. yeah. The numbers were bigger. There was a bit more moving parts, um, but nothing really changed. The biggest thing, regardless of wholesaling, buying and flipping, buying the home, single families, multifamilies, is have the relationships yeah. that yeah. the biggest thing is we had relationships yeah we were able to go to people to get things done when we didn't know something we had somebody else that could do yep. it that knew it yeah it's it's interesting because when you say that it's like i don't necessarily dislike real estate right now but i do dislike single family homes yeah I understand. and i think man. we all go through it we yeah. all go through it man yeah. Yeah. i'm trying to be a monopoly bro and roll my five <laughs> homes into a, an apartment man well, and then that's another that's part, part that's another aspect of the Monopoly Bros brand. We understand yeah. that. Yeah. We understand that there's individuals like you who might be out of state or people in state that they don't have the infrastructure or they don't have the knowledge, but they do have the capital. Yeah. Yeah. We're constantly looking for deals. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, and, and, and that's, that's part an opportunity. Of, and, and part of Monopoly, that's why I, like, I love our, I mean, I, I love our brand because I think we're going to do something a little bit different. So we're going to have the marketing aspect, but we, but our end goal, we're going to have a fund too. Yeah. We're going to have a fund where people can put in 25, like we might have a minimum of 25,000 yep. or 50,000. A lot of people, believe it or not, a lot of people got 50,000. You'd be surprised, yep. right? Because they're going to buy yep. a single family in Detroit, 50,000 yep. anyways. Yep. Right? So why not put into an apartment, right? Where, like I said, back to the 20 people. Doing immediate we, value add. Yeah. Too, and so. then you get, then you think about the, let's say if we get 15 people, me, Ty, Eric, we got all these, you know, real hustlers, ballers, people that's really doing it. And we all get to meet up every meeting and talk about our apartment deal. Yeah. That's that's a fun conversation. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, we can do the same thing. So part of Monopoly Rose brand is to have that fund so we can replicate that and um, you know have our own people do it. And then an- part another part of the Monopoly Rose brand, again, we talked about we went single family. We've literally, like, I think you would trust us to invest money in an apartment deal. If we show you the numbers, we mm-hmm. I think you would trust just wa- just watching us on social media, hearing us talk about it, we've progressed enough to where there's some validity to what we're saying. Yeah. If there, you know, so that in itself is another aspect of it. It's like yeah. if you go we've we've shown you that we went single family, four houses and now we got this. And we got receipts. <laughs> We can prove it. Yeah, yeah, we can prove it. It's much easier to invest. That's usually and especially I think Romeo kind of touched on it. That's usually what sets our community apart is that we just lack the knowledge yeah. and having the, the like the provability. Like we don't trust the people that we're looking to invest with. So yeah. it it's out there. Yeah. You you know we're doing it. So it's interesting. Sometimes I look at apartments in Detroit and I might not be looking in the best areas. Yeah. So would you buy an apartment complex in like a less desirable area? Or do you think that that would be kind of <laughs> risky right like a i don't know yeah. 
I, I can't even really tell you what it, it might be a C or a D class. I don't know. I'm gonna, actually, I'm gonna let Jamil answer. He, he that gonna let, I know, I know he's gonna I, let me I, answer. I'm gonna let Jamil answer that. He, go, he gonna he also, gonna let me also because there's a lot of those like abandoned apartment complexes yeah. out here. So yep. do you guys yeah. see value in those? Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm a savage. <laughs> so absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm be real. I'm to the point where when it comes to apartments, I don't. I don't even want to invest in Detroit. Really? In apartments. Yeah. Single family. Because re- my reason is this, and the reason why he gonna let me <laughs> say it is, in Detroit, single family homes are easier to control. Yeah. And the neighborhoods typically are better, right? So I have single families right now in Detroit. I know. All four grandmas, like it's a it's a well put together neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Apartments is two things with Detroit apartments. One, they, they blew like you said, they're abandoned. They blew out any ridiculous amount of rehab, right? And then, and they're usually not in desirable areas. Usually, unless you downtown. Usually, right? If you get a thirty unit in Detroit, it's probably not an area you want to be at, right? Right, right, right? How many how many thirty units are in? Let's be real. How many thirty units are in Sherwood Forest? People that know Detroit, not many. Shore Force is a very nice area, mm-hmm. right? The apartment buildings, and you know, we, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get into the, you know, race, you know, uh, thing like that, because there is reason why people redline and did this and put, you know, the hoods here and da da da. But they're typically not in areas I want to invest my money in, right? So, answer your question, no. Yeah. Um, now, development, and we might like in the future, like you know, Manavi Bros, 15 years from now, yeah, we might want to build ground up in the area and then just take over the whole block. But buying an existing multifamily in Detroit, no, yeah. That, no. Yeah, and the reason why I I had him answer that is because I'm such a, and I'm not saying he's not, but I was just so like oh, I want to build in my community, I want to do it, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But he 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 says something that it, honestly it just makes sense. The exit out of a Detroit property would be very difficult. Very. Like even if we bought it, made it very nice, we had tenants. For one, we're probably gonna have a property management problem. Yeah. And then getting, yeah. and well, then also. Why would you have a property management problem? Property managers it don't want to manage just, in Detroit. It just, yeah, it just comes with the territory of yeah. it's a hassle to manage tenants in Detroit. So it's you either get the, the people who don't do a good job with it or the people that do do a good job, they don't want to touch it because they realize how much of a headache and it's not worth the monthly percentage. Exactly. Um, so knowing that it's harder to get loans on yep. those Detroit properties. Um, and then, yeah, just the exit out of it. Is, is going to be Very much higher. more difficult. So the pool of potential buyers is smaller. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So he you know, like reeled me in. It's like, all right, I know you want to do it, but we got like he's like you mentioned, we have to have everything in place: the infrastructure, the money, yeah. the the, uh, the resources, the property manage all that, and then go in ground zero and do it. Yeah. Or be downtown or midtown or somewhere yeah, that's, yeah, somewhere just that's like, really already you yeah, know yeah, yeah. booming. But yeah. those neighborhoods, those twenty thousand dollar a door vacant no. that people say is you know it's gonna take twenty thousand to fix it up <laughs> we're spending twelve thousand in royal oak really per unit what per does that unit. twelve thousand look like it's a full cosmetic rehab with some variances to you know but that's granite countertops new uh new cabinets yeah. new fixtures new paint new carpet new floors do you get a discount because you buy in bulk sometimes you know with different yeah. vendors yeah. but if we're spending 12 grand on a property that's was technically supposed to be 100 percent occupied yeah you're gonna spend more than twenty grand in a, va- a building that's been vacant for twenty yeah. years. Yeah. So that that in itself, and that's again where we add the value because the majority of people haven't closed, like just being re- haven't closed an apartment deal, mm-hmm. especially wholesaling. And I, I don't, I, I love wholesaling. I'll never stop wholesaling. I mm-hmm. wholesale, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying this in a way like negative towards wholesale. Not but most all. people, 
haven't who who are wholesaling apartments have never bought one mm. so that in itself makes us stray away from a detroit property that's been vacant for 20 years right 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 why the name monopoly bros and not monopoly brothers <laughs> i was just thinking about that i was like it's bros yeah I don't know there doesn't be a reason. Yeah, well, you know what's crazy? Maybe it's just easier you know to say what's, bros. What's crazy is Jamil, like we were trying to, like once the, the apartment building had closed and we, we saw how we were kind of li- aligning on things, Jamil had said, you know, I feel like we should be like uh, Monopoly something, like something should be Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And he said Monopoly, I, I just re- immediately text him brothers. Yeah. And I don't know how we shortened it up. To I don't know. I think we was talking to our team. Yeah, yeah I think like, we were talking to Eric and Jamila about it. Just a lot. Yeah, like maybe a little bit less. It's too many words or syllables. I don't know. And then I think I think part of it is we didn't want to be uh, exclusive. Yeah. Like like this is only for either brothers as in men or brother as in minority black mm-hmm, men. Mm-hmm. It's like just bros. You know, yeah. everybody's a bro. Women yeah. had that's that's my bro. Like so, yeah, yeah. it was. I think that was kind of where we were yeah, kind of going with it yeah. instead. Of, but that literally, when he said monopoly, the first thing I said was brothers. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, that's what we were doing. We were operating yeah. like brothers, right? And yeah. we were in. in, so in Monopoly. have a community, and it's gonna be like people be like, "That's my brother in Christ. That's my brother in Monopoly." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, my brother. Bro in that's, Monopoly. My, that's my brother. In, that's yeah. funny. That's my brother Monopoly. I like that. That's funny. Um, I want to talk about this flip that you're doing, though. I, mean, I know you've been doing a bunch, but mm-hmm. I'm curious because I saw that you have it outlined in your order of how you're gonna do it, and I want to say you said that you're gonna do framing and windows. Mm-hmm. What is the order that you approach at rehab? Um, so typically it depends, um, obviously on the rehab, but just from a overall standpoint, I'm looking to do, uh, roof first mm-hmm. roof windows and any foundation issues mm-hmm. that I might have. Um, and then from there I'm going inside framing first, get my rough after framing is done. Start with the rough mechanicals, plumbing, electrical, HVAC. Um, after that's done, then we start drywall, mm-hmm. um, prep and paint, uh, get uh, floors, uh, I mean, it, it depends. Tiling will usually be, but hardwoods, I usually wait to the end to do them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But tiling can start, uh, cabinets, um, like I say, painting. And then once all that's done, then we start tightening up stuff and doing like finishing rough, yeah. uh, finishing plumbing, electrical, um, and then hardwood floors. And, and that's kind of a lot carpet of Carpet and stage. Sta- There's a lot of things, huh? That's a lot of game, too, though. Because I'm going to be real with you. My first flip, I didn't know the order. It's, and it, that, that's and that the hard part, figuring out the order. That's yeah. very hard. Well, and I look at it from a, um, obviously, it's nothing I thought about, but it's just I'm a very logical and reasonable person. Like, when you think about it, you want to protect the house. So if the roof is leaking, mm-hmm. get it done. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't take care of it, you don't spend the money there, and then you go spend your money on all the cosmetic stuff, yeah. you're gonna get it, it's going to get ruined. Yeah. If the foundation isn't good, you start doing all this stuff inside, then the house collapses. Mm. Windows, I just, windows and doors, I like doing just from, because we're in Detroit, from a protective standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier to lock and uh, secure newer windows and doors. So that's why I like to do that. Um, and then from there, you want to go framing, because if you start rough plumbing and rough electrical, your framer might start right. building walls where plumbing runs yeah. are, you know, yeah. so it just makes sense to do that first. And then your framer can frame around what's already there. Um, right. And then obviously you drywall, you paint, um, and then you can start doing like the, hold the, on, hold the pretty on. stuff. You said you do the mechanicals before you do the framing? The No, I do the framing first. Right, right, right. right, yeah, right. Do the framing first and then have the 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 mechanical people come in and do their rough stuff. Right, because they got to start putting like, got, yeah, they, electrical they go wires through. Yeah, through. They, because you got to think, like, in, on the two-unit, it's a it's a technically a four-bed, two-bath house. 
we're adding an entire room. That room has to be framed mm -hmm. for an electrician to know where to put outlets, switches for a yeah. plumber, for the bathroom to know where this is going. So I need stuff like for the shower. I need that in place for the sh plumber and electrician and HVAC to run their stuff right. so that we know what lines up with the layout of the rooms. Right. So when you are doing the framing, how do you determine how you want to frame it? Do you go back and get the blueprints or does the framer just know what to do? How do you determine that? Because a lot of times it's a blank slate. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a lot of it's a collaborative effort. Um, I'm looking at comps, which um, a lot of times like go. in this area, it's where I'm at now. It's not really much to comp by, but could be previous projects. Yeah. Um, I, I might bring in an interior designer. Mm. Um, uh, I asked Jamil what he thinks like it's a collaborative effort to know it's a it is. some of it is just um common sense like you know some people when they walk in the house they want to see an open concept or um what I like to do in houses that I can't you know it makes more sense to put the laundry on the main floor than the basement um so some of it is it's a collaborative effort um but I think it starts with comps because that's what you should be buying the property off of, the comp, the number, because that's where you win that's when bar. you're buying. So. That is a bar, y'all. That is a bar. Um, foundation issues. What are some common foundation issues, and how do you remedy, remedy them? Thankfully, I've never had any real foundation issues. Yeah. Have you had any real foundation issues? Of course issues? I have. Which one? Uh... Most of them. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't really had, thankfully, too much. I'm, I'm going to give somebody some game real quick if I can go back. Just some game, but then we'll talk about the financial issues. I learned that one reason people don't like to buy corner houses is because all the plumbing goes to the end. It's like a, it's like a uh, hook to the sewer line. So, mm -hmm. and all the rain goes there. And so what happens is it, mess up the, it messes up usually the, if you have a sewer on the, usually on the corner and your house there, what happens is um, it clogs your plumbing up. Mm -hmm. So therefore it messes up, your it basement. goes up on those bad days, it floods real bad, and usually messes up the end's house the worst, which therefore causes plumbing issues. Yeah. Another thing, if you within like, maybe like a, less than a mile from a highway, that rumbling from the highway, the car's going there, messes up your foundation. Mm. So I learned just trees. Oh my Lord, I can I talk about trees. trees. I hate trees with a passion. I can talk about trees. <laughs> my whole Instagram story was uh, me hating on trees in my stories for like a whole month. Cause the roots, they they crack through cement. Um, so anyways, those are some tips on some games, just whoever listening, like some things to kind of be aware of when you're buying a house to flip or uh, buying a house to flip or rent out. Uh, remedies is hard. I mean, if you're not getting your engineer in there, um, which you should mm -hmm. get an engineer. Um, just some, I hate to say it, like if it's a rental, some easy ways to help do it is to get it, um, uh, I forgot the word, not waterproof, but um, sealed and uh, I forgot the wording for it. But um, it's 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 just different ways that uh, you can do it. One, I start, start with the drainage system. Dry lock. The dry lock Dry stuff. lock is one. That's cool. That dry lock is definitely one way of going about it, but um, it's really stay away from one, to be honest with you that's really the game or, or, yeah. or i would say like like jamil mentioned an uh, engineer i would definitely hire a professional for foundation like true foundation Seriously. issues like yeah. if you see walls buckling mm -hmm. you know uh, uh horizontal cracks going through the walls like displacement of cinder block brick like yeah. i would or uh, i said walls bowing like 
if you see those type of issues, I would definitely hire an expert. If you're not already what if an it's expert, leaks, like water. So this is That's what I tell I mean. people about Michigan basements. Either they have leaks already, or they will. It's a fact. It's you're not going to really get around it. Yeah, and it rains so much. And and not only that, nine not gonna say nine times out of ten, a lot of times what causes unless it's like a, a foundation issue, wetness in basement is usually like grading the dirt. Like literally the grade or the cement is mm-hmm. graded negative yeah, to yeah, go back into the house yeah. or gutters downspouts. or downspouts. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually your issue. Usually. Usually. Like most people, especially in Detroit, the the when they built these houses, the, the downspouts go directly into like reservoirs it's, next yeah. to the house. Mm-hmm. Those reservoirs were built out of, I think, galvanized pipe, but they crack. So the water's sitting at the bottom of the foundation of the house, which is why you get all that. Um, the iridescent, whatever they call that, that's on the walls and corners of houses because the downspot is going directly down and it's probably cracked. So when the water goes down, it's just sitting there. Yeah. It's not getting yeah. dispersed out into the city like it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, so I always yeah. tell people, look at the gutters. Are there leaking? Are the downspouts moving the water away from the house? Is it graded properly? That I'm, I guarantee you that'll help 70% of yeah. leaks. You dry lock it. Yeah, and then once you dry lock it and, and then you correct the, the, yeah. the, the, the leaks on the outside, Maybe get it you're snaked. good. Yeah, yeah. It, when you do a few of those things, snake it, dry lock it, the gutters is underrated. Um, and then even <laughs> sometimes a dig. Like I got, I, got, I got a few digs on my property where they dig outside 10 feet. They cut up all the roots. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They could cut all the roots, get rid of all that so it could prevent it, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, I got stuff around the edges of my. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the leaks, leaks aren't like I say. That's assuming not. the foundation is pretty solid, you know, like I say, you don't have the bowing on the walls, the center blocks aren't displaced, there isn't like major horizontal cracks, you know, going through the house um, or vertical. Um, you know, those can obviously cause issues too. Um, you can get around leaks. Yeah. yeah. Always, or wetness in I always the thought the leaks and wetness and also like the water stains that you see if there's like if there's like a I guess a flood down there I thought that was a foundation issue but apparently not not always like yeah. I say and that's why it's important to either hire an expert know an expert know someone who is knowledgeable to determine that yeah because like I say as far as wetness a basement getting wet I, I just say it's either happened or it's going to happen yeah yeah, yeah. in oh. some way or another so what do we miss that you guys want to cover? Because I want to make sure that we take advantage of this opportunity. We talked about the apartment complex, talked about the flip, talked about the brand. What products are you guys releasing that you know of? Do you have anything that is like set to launch or is it mostly just idea, ideas right now? I mean, we don't have nothing set to launch. We just, they're all ideas, okay. right? So things. Um, such as, but I mean, we do have the merch coming. Yeah, we got merch, merch coming. So if you don't, if you see the merch, the merch is definitely coming with some Monopoly Bros. With four house equals a thing, my Bros. The merch is definitely coming. Um, but we got some, you know, um, courses ideas we're gonna do. We have a meetup that we actually been doing. That's dope. Uh, you know, people been there. Our meetups are fire. They've been free. Um, we also ran our first event, flip event, where people oh, yeah, actually yeah. Uh, did. They paid to come to an event. And we actually showed them. How to run the numbers? What it looks like to buy a flip? Like we went through the whole property, so we done events. A lot of our stuff been event based. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as online stuff, as courses, we're just working on some of that. I think it's gonna be really uh, fire. Um, some he has an ebook coming out. I know you can talk about that for a quick second. And um, so we, a lot of my ideas, we already have events going on. Like events have been going on for a year or two now. Um, 
it just you know and then merch but we got things coming for sure dope ebook what's the ebook about um it's it's a free ebook we're gonna put out um it's basically just about it's five steps how to get started in real estate um and it's pretty similar to what i what i um or how i feel that you should get started in real estate um you know mindset relationships networking build a team and then start closing deals really um but yeah um we got that coming we got some other products that we plan on dropping um Honestly, you know, we draw inspiration from a lot of individuals, like, you know, what, what you're doing. Facts. We're looking to, you know, and, and there was always uh, an idea when we started the meetups was that initially, and this is kind of how we really got started, was when we, when we got together with the meetups, we saw that there was a disconnect in that. Like, people, the response that we were getting from that is like, people enjoyed coming out, but then what we wanted to do was to build a community around that was like, all right, we can talk real estate, but then also we can, you know, build some stuff, build some stuff together yeah. too. So that is a, a, another um, portion or, or, or side of what we're trying to do too, is like build that community up so that they do have the access to affordable access to the products, the knowledge, the, our brains to the, the mentorship, um, the merch, the other, uh, you know, stuff that we're doing, yeah. the, the real estate, um, like the, the in-person, like, like you mentioned, we saw a flip that we're actually doing that. We, we actually right. went into detail literally to the T on how we got it, how much yeah. money we spent, what we plan on spending, how much we're going to sell it for. Like it was, there's nothing that you didn't know. We provided resources to those mm-hmm. people, contractors that was working on that house. We gave them contacts. Um, so it's just, we're just looking to, to build that community up. Um, again, it's, there's obviously a need. So we're just looking to fulfill it because we get the questions, we get the emails, we get the the people. So obviously, I mean, like our time is valuable. The easiest way to, to, you know, to get that out to everyone is to start something like this. First product, how to flip a property in Detroit. Mm-hmm. For out of state people, yeah, just that in too. Out of state yeah. or just in general, man, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy, and I'm years in the game. I'm still trying to. I'm like, man, let me buy it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for the people out there, make sure you check out what they have going on. They um, are definitely more than qualified to be educating you in this space, especially if you're looking to invest in the Michigan Detroit market. Uh, shout out to them for making that $5.2 million deal go down. Um, I'm inspired. I'm definitely trying to make that happen. And uh, just follow their journey as they build their brand. Make sure you support what they have going on. Click the link in the bio. Get those ebooks, And when they do drop the actual products, make sure you cop the products. Um, did you guys already tell them where they could find you, follow you, support you got going on? Yeah, so, so across the board, Monopoly Bros. Um, and Instagram is Monopoly.Bros, but Twitter, Monopoly Bros. TikTok, Monopoly Bros. No, Facebook, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Facebook is Monopoly Bros. Monopoly Everything Bros. is either Monopoly.Bros. Um, and then on Twitter is um, Monopoly underscore bros underscore. Uh, everybody wanted to uh, snag our name, but they can't <laughs> We buying rights to that, so we going to be good <laughs> on that. But Monopoly.Bros on Instagram, and then Monopoly underscore bros underscore on Twitter, we very active on both. And um, hey, tap in. We bought the game. We giving is gonna be crazy. Dope, dope. Yeah. Well, make sure you click the link in the bio. 
like, share, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating because we like five-star ratings. And we need five-star ratings. And we deserve a five-star rating. It definitely deserves a five-star rating. Yeah. If you give six, do that. Yeah. Add one on that thing. So with that, we're going to wrap this up. It's been a long day of Detroit everything. Looking at deals. Um, talking to contractors. <laughs> getting text messages asking for money all kind of really <laughs> cool things but we ended it off with some really great podcasts talking to some powerful people there's some dope people in detroit doing really cool things and uh you could potentially be one of them so don't sleep on the d my name is charles oglesby also known as ty millionaire and we're signing off hey thanks for tuning in i know you guys got value from this make sure that you follow up with our guests all their information is going to be in the bottom of the show notes Make sure that you guys leave a rating or review. We like five-star reviews. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure you give us a review. We got to move up in those rankings because we need more people to hear these dope stories of dope people so that we can help change lives across the country. Click the link in the bio for all of our affiliate products and links. We have some great stuff down there. We're working with Terry Gioma, Hood Estates, Charm City Buyers, Andre Hatchett, a lot of really great people that are here to help you take your life to the next level. Mm-hmm.